0: Hey 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 guys, this is the Bite the Apple Podcast. My name is Eve, and welcome back to my garden of thoughts. This week I have special guest Nia Wiley on the on the podcast with us. And y'all just before I introduce her, I need y'all to know like I have watched Nia grow and evolve literally since high school because we are both bred in South Carolina in Columbia and we went to high school together. Like I was a football trainer in high school and her now husband, I think he was even her boyfriend then, her husband was on the football team and everybody used to be about Randy Wiley on the football team. That's when Ridgeview had a good football team and the school was a good school, all those things. So I have literally had about 20 years, I'm telling our age just a little bit, I had like 20 years of just watching her grow and evolve through Facebook. And recently, as you guys know, we tried the whole RV thing. And so like, I remember getting a message one day from, from Nia and she was like, guess what we did too? I was like, no way. And every time I see her on social media, she evolved in her business and went into from nursing to coaching and I went from coaching back into consulting. So I feel like like I match it up on Facebook all the time where there's like this mesh and I'm like okay like we vibe and we move all at the same time so I'm super super to have Nia on the podcast today who is a married mom of three with an agenda to power both women and families to live a life they're proud of so yeah we tried it and we lasted two months in the RV. But in November, 2021, her and her family essentially sold all their possessions. They purchased a fifth fifth wheel, and now they're on a mission to see all 50 states in the United States. She traded in a full-time nurse practitioner career for, she still doesn't know yet, it is unknown. And while unconventional and definitely different, she says she doesn't regret a thing. So you can always find her, Growing, promoting, healing, and loving herself on all platforms while also homeschooling her children. She manages, y'all, she manages her regular page and business. And she also has a really cool traveling page with her family um, at Wiley Coyotes with a K. And so. I'm just gonna chat with her a little bit today about what it feels like to trade in that nine to five to live your dream, while also maintaining herself as a mother and a wife, especially while homeschooling y'all, cause half of us didn't make it through the pandemic. We was ready to send them kids back with masks and everything and we can't even take a snow day. And she is balancing all of these things in one. So I'm super excited to have her. And Mia, I want you to just introduce yourself a little bit and tell us how you went from full-time nursing to now being on the road and just living your best life.
1: Well, thank you for that lovely introduction. So yeah, you know, I'm Mia Wiley. I do have three children. They are ages 5, 6, and 11. And yes, I am married to whom you know from high school football, Randy Wiley. And it's so funny because we actually started dating my junior year of high school. And up until that point, I actually did not know who he was, even though I was in the band. So we joke about that all the time, that I was in the band. But I obviously was a band geek, and I was not paying attention to football. So (laughs) I didn't even know who he was. But essentially, 2019, before COVID really started... um, There were just so many dynamic changes within healthcare in my career for me that I, what I can recognize now as having job depression, I just knew, you know, I didn't want to be in healthcare anymore. And, you know, here we are, what, two years, three years later. From when COVID really kind of started, just started simmering before it flared up. And so many nurses have left healthcare. And I always just encourage people in general if you're in a job, regardless if you've gone to school for it, if it's not love and you're not passionate, and that's just just probably not what God put you on on this earth for, find out what that is. And so I followed um, Karen Octon, I think that's her name. She's the mom trotter, she's a travel blogger and I actually followed her before she lived full-time in an RV because I love to travel. So I was following her and um, I was like, huh, wait, people actually sell their things and move into these RVs. And, And it was literally within like, maybe from May when I had this idea to finding a camper through the summer, buying one in September, selling our house in November. It literally happened just that fast. And my husband was on board. He wasn't really hard to sell. Um, We started homeschooling uh, our oldest son, because our little two were not in school at the time. We started homeschooling him the year before COVID started. So when it started, we were already there. So it was just really easy for us and, to just make the transition, um, so yeah, that's kind of little, a little bit about about me and how I got to where I am right now.
0: So, how does that fear work? Was there a fear of like my income is changing, my? I went to school for this because we're so born and bred like it is put into us, especially as black women and black little black kids. Like, OK, you're going to go to school. You're going to be somebody, whether you're the first in your family to go to college, whatever. There is this pressure of like, go to school, get a good career and keep that career until you retire. Girl, you got a good job. So was there any fear in that that part of your change? Because now you're a coach. Right. Right. And that's not consistent um, all the time for us. It's like in as entrepreneurs, not at all. So y- yes and no.
1: So initially, when we started, get it when we knew we were going on the road, I maintain both licenses. So although I'm a board certified nurse practitioner, I could work at the bedside as a nurse, right? So I said, okay, well, you know, I'm starting this business. I really intentionally wanted to build our travel blogging as a career when we initially started. So I was like, I'll do travel nursing, go back to the bedside and just do that kind of to supplement income. So I didn't have a giant fear um, because as we all know, travel nurses make a decent income. So what I ended up ultimately doing is I didn't really get rid of my nurse practitioner salary as much as I just traded it for a different role. So yeah. there's that. So there, the fear wasn't as big. Now, I will say. And just growing and trying to find myself, once I took that first assignment, once it was over in April, I I wasn't really interested. I, I just was like, you're not interested. Just take a break. So I hadn't worked since April in healthcare. And I say that, but I actually just took another assignment. <laughs> so I am gonna go back to work because it's just steady income. And as you know, in entrepreneurship is you I mean, you could get zero dollars one month and you might get a little bit the next month. So now that was a big transition going from a six figure salary to nothing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I can imagine. I did that, a matter of
1: fact. Right, right. So so initially, no, I didn't have that fear. But, you know, I to, to tell any other person who has an interest of, you know, whether it's they want to move to another state or they want to sell other things and they want to live in an RV is you can't let fear stop you because this is one thing that I realized, well, what's the worst that can happen if it doesn't work out, right? You're going to maintain your license. You just go find another job. If it doesn't work out, you can always go back to the life you had before the thing you try. So I didn't really want that to be something that stopped me. Um, and it hasn't, and it didn't, and I still have no regrets, right? So, yeah, I didn't really have a big fear.
0: Dude, that's some brave, brave shit. Like, because I'm going to tell y'all, when, like, Adam came to me and he was like, you know, you should just focus on your business 100%. And I was like, oh, but these checks, like, these checks come in. Yeah. And I'm like, a, I'm like a big security person. So, like, I can honestly admit that, like, when I transitioned into full entrepreneurship, that it was more of like my husband transitioning and me being like, you better catch us if I fall.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. And so, but, but you know, you have to be able to acknowledge that. And you know, I am a mindset coach. So I help other women just kind of work through those roadblocks because the truth of the matter is there's a lot of people that are talented that have, so much to give but the little bit of fear that they have or the lot of fear that they have is really holding them back from being their best self and so like well yes I have health care to fall back on but if I'm being you know completely transparent I just don't feel like that's where God intends for me to be I definitely feel like coaching is more where I'm re- probably maybe more my calling and yeah that's just the honest truth <laughs>
0: How did you come to realize that that was your calling? How did you come to realize that it wasn't another place in healthcare? You weren't supposed to be behind a desk, maybe in healthcare. Like, how did you come to that self-realization that like this is where I'm supposed to be? Like, I'm supposed to be helping other women to get to this place.
1: Um, I I saw. Let's see. How did I get to that place? It really was. One, initially coming to the realization that it's okay for you not to be operating in your zone of genius, which I want to say maybe, I don't even remember where I got, what book I've read. You know, I read very oft, um, frequently, so I don't know which book I read that talks about your zone of genius, but uh, you'll see it all over the place oh, if yeah. you start to up self-help developmental books. So healthcare for me is my zone of excellence. I can do it very well and I can make a decent living. And I'll make it a decent salary, however, I got to a point where I was doing internal work, and that just wasn't good enough. I wanted to push myself and operate in my zone of genius and and really live more in what would be my purpose mm-hmm. right so I like I said, I do a lot of reading and i um read I read a lot of like either biography books or a lot of personal development books, and to come to that realization it's gonna require anyone, and this is what it did for, require for, of me, was to do the inner work. And I'm still doing the inner work, because what you what I ultimately ended up doing was saying, okay, but, you know, healthcare, <laughs> this isn't funny, but healthcare, yes, it's gruesome to get through nursing school, but once you get out, you're following orders all the time. So they always jokingly say, you can teach a monkey the skills, right? right. Monkeys are fairly, or you can teach them skills. So, I was like, okay, you know, I knew I wanted to do more than that. And I knew that I am more than that. So it's just really doing the inner work to get to what it is. But outside of that skill, I, I had to figure out what am I good at? Because if I took health care away, what was I good at? And I knew I was always a good listener. People tell me things and I'm always like, why don't you tell me that? Like. <laughs> What about me? Screams. I can tell her it's a she's a safe place. So I just felt like that's been my whole life. People tell me everybody's like you're my diary, and I'm like yeah, I know, you know. And so I just felt like that was really one thing I was really really good at is is um listening and offering advice for people. So coaching just seemed like the 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 best thing for me.
0: How do you balance that doing your own inner work? helping other women doing their own their own inner work because that you take on a lot emotionally especially if you happen to be an empath when you're helping and coaching other people you're taking on what they're putting on while also showing up as mom while also showing up as wife cuz like I watch like your date nights and all that stuff on social media and you seem to be fully present in all of it
1: um So let me just start by saying I don't do it all well all the time, (laughs) but be very clear.
0: That is important um, for them to know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I've I've had a couple of mentors that, you know, just over time, and I hear them all say the same thing, and I've read it in a book, is that you never do everything well. So if I'm doing, um, let's say, if I'm doing mom well, I may not be doing wife well or if I'm doing wife, mom, well, I may not be doing my business well. So I'm never a hundred percent doing everything. So I try to just be very intentional that I'm not failing at all of them at the same time. Um, my relationships are really big to me, are really important to me and I value them a lot. So like, I really work intentionally to be a good mom and try to be present for my children but they're with me all the time right because we homeschool them we RV full-time so i if i'm if i'm not home in my hometown i literally have in mom mode all the time so when i'm doing that well and then when i'm balancing trying to be a good wife my husband is more understandable right because he knows okay i can see her doing all the things she's not even focusing on herself as much and then that has been a big thing i worked on this year is filling my cup so that everybody else is getting the overflow. Because up until maybe last year, my cup was really dry and it started to show up everywhere. So I, I'm only starting to balance better now.
0: What right? are you doing to find that balance? Like for yourself, how are you filling your cup? What activities are you doing? What are you reading?
1: So I love, so to fill my cup, and it's funny that you should ask because um, I have a, I have my own mindset business, mindset slash business coach, and I had to create my feel good list a couple of weeks ago. So a couple of things that I put on that, that I do to fill my cup is I love stargazing. So I'll come out in the nights open, clear sky, and I'll just stargaze. Um, I love reading. I told you a little bit about what I read. Um, I have a book in my bag right now. It's chillpreneur and it is by, I always forget her name and I only do this because it's high Canadian, but it's Denise Thomas something. And I can send you the book, but, um, if you want to put it in your, you know, your notes, but, um, This is her second book that I've read, but I also read multiple books at once and podcasts and Audible simultaneously. So I just finished up Audible's um, Shonda Rhimes' Year of Yes.
0: Okay. So
1: just finished that up. I'm currently reading Chilpreneur. But I do that. I love to read uninterrupted. Let me just say that when you have three children all the time running around, interruption is the uninterrupted is the key. As I say that, I have a child approaching me, which. <laughs> 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 I also love bowling, and I found that love maybe last year. I didn't even realize that I love bowling so much. So when I want to fill my cup, I mean, my husband will take me to the to bowl um I love so crazy, going
0: because you know my big sister Tessa and Tessa is like the bowler pro so like when you're <laughs> back when you're back in Colombia, you need to hit Tessa <laughs> up because Tessa was on like a bowling league and everything like go fill <laughs> your cup with my sister yes that
1: would be <laughs> awesome. give me some pointers too because I hate losing I will say I hate to lose when I bowl. So that would be awesome. And I said, whenever we settle down and buy a house, I tell my husband, I'm going to join a bowling league. So I love it. But yeah, those are kind of a few things that I get to do. I love going to get a pedicure, but I mean, what woman, you know, doesn't really, right? I like going to get my nails done and my nails is I'm a simple girl. So it's just a little gel manicure, nothing crazy, but um, little things like that. Anything I love alone time, and I didn't realize how much I did until the last couple of years. Um, but I'm really like an introvert, and people say, "No, you're not," and I'm like, "No, I am." So I I refill in silence. So I really like to be alone a lot.
0: <laughs> oh, girl, so unpopular opinion. I will go get a pedicure, but I hate getting pedicures. Like the whole time they're touching my feet, I'm like, just finish. Like, I like the part where my feet are in the water, but like when you're doing all the rest of that, just stop touching my feet. <laughs> like, rub them and polish them. That's all yeah. I need. Mean. I'm like, oh, <laughs> my goodness. So you say that you do those activities, you fill your cup, you're loving that alone time. So you're like an introverted extrovert because you also have to, as especially as a coach, like completely pour into others. Do you find yourself in need still with your alone time, like needing a tribe, needing that group of friends or your cousins or siblings that you go to when you need like that love and those connections? Um I mean, it's a struggle.
1: It's a struggle because being on the road is hard. Um, of course we left behind all the cousins, all the family and so forth. Um, I do have a couple of friends from high school that like, we took a Jamaica trip this year in May and we were like, this has got to be like an annual thing. And we have our group text, so I can get, um, a cup or, you know, I get a feel from them through the, just little stuff like text messages throughout the week. Um, But because we're we're spread out, all three of us are now would be in different cities. So we don't get to link up as much. As a matter of fact, I need to text him today because we're supposed to meet tonight for our Friendsgiving. (laughs) But um, I'm trying to be intentional. And I think I maybe shared this on social media this week on being a better friend. Like, I just think that that's very important. And I don't have. I don't have a whole bunch of close friends so it's really hard and it's harder as a mom and an adult to kind of get friendships that are authentic and safe
0: yeah definitely (laughs) what advice are you giving your clients and other women who are trying to figure out like how to maintain that sense of self while also still showing up in all other areas of their life
1: so it, it really just depends because, at you know, at any given point, each person is showing up differently. So one client may be showing up very well at work and being neglectful of home, and one may be showing up at home and being very neglectful at work. So it's really, like you say, it's really about balance and trying to help a client figure out one, what their top five values are going to be, and then helping them as far as looking at their routine to help figure out where they're falling short, because I can use myself for an example. Working out is a struggle depending on where I am, right? So I am an early riser when everybody in my house wants to sleep in, so it's hard to find balance and with amongst my own house because there's no structure because I want to rise early. Everybody wants to sleep, but I want to work and I still have to homeschool. Right. So find that balance has even been a struggle for me. So if I had a client who was, who have the same issue, I'm going to have to say, well, she got to start with her. Right. Because I, I can tell a big difference mentally and physically when I don't get up early, have my quiet time a long time before i have to jump into my mode like i'm it's it throws me off completely so that's the kind of advice i would give clients is really let's start with you what you want and then try to go into what is your routine and so forth from there
0: and i noticed you said it depends on where you are so one thing that i notice especially in the rv is that like I'm like you I'm an early riser like I see when you post on Facebook when you're like millionaires and billionaires wake up between 3 and 4 a.m and I'm like yeah I'm up with Nia (laughs) and like I'm lit for it because like those were the first posts that like really had me like if I don't see you on my feed like I go look for you now on my feed because I'm like she has said something important today and one of the reasons I feel like I felt totally off balance was because where we were traveling at in the RV, I was the only person that looked like me. It's not a <laughs> conventional lifestyle for us at all. And like people would even as my mom would ask me like, oh, so you just staying in a trailer park or you this? Or, is there any other black people out there? Like, how is it being in that lifestyle and you know, still maintaining all the things that make you you like while being a minority living that lifestyle? Let's see, hold on, let me think. <laughs> <Hold on. laughs>
1: because that was, if I had to say I had a one like, okay, I don't know what this is going to be like. That was it when it was transitioning to, um, from being at home to being in an RV was, okay, we're likely going to be minorities everywhere we go. Right. And we are. So I will say though, and I want to really put emphasis on this for anybody who is a minority who's considering it. We don't, I mean, we are year in, we literally just hit a year, November the 8th and wherever we've gone has always been super welcoming. We've not had any issues, even if people were maybe more reserved and stay to themselves, that's fine. Right. That's not taking away from me. Um, we're still having enough campfires, we're still having our family unit, it's fine. So I don't want minorities to be afraid to get out there knowing that, okay, I'm the only one. You may be, but that's the start, right? It has to start with only a few before you can ever get to many. Um, But I've met friends, I think my son actually had, we met... um, I met a couple of different friends. We went to a full-time family RV summit. Uh, Was it in May? Yes, because it was my birthday. It was in May. And he met a friend, and then I met the friend's mother. And she's white. The child is biracial, but it's just the two of them. She's a single mom, and she does this. And or I say this, but RV full-time. Right. And... um she texts me today, or she texts me yesterday and today. So it helps. I mean, you foster friendships. Good people are good people. It doesn't really matter if they're white, black, green, whatever. You, you're going to meet people and be able to have some connections. And then the people you don't connect with, you don't connect with, right? You just move on because you're literally going to physically move on anyway. Right. <laughs> literally, you're going to move on. So... Um, Yes. If you're a minority, you may have a story, but it's not going to be any different than when you live in a house or an apartment in one city and don't move around.
0: Right. That's what I told my mom. I was like, you know, because she kept asking us while we were gone. And I was like, look here, you still live in Columbia, South Carolina. I was like, they told Ku Klux Klan <laughs> drop rallies on the state house capitol. Can't <laughs> much more happen to me in Arizona. Like, Can't much more happen to me in Arizona and even living over here in Europe. I'm like the only black person all the time. And even the black people don't like me because most of them are African. So when they Uh look at me and they see I'm American, they don't want nothing to do with me. So like Uh my nanny was born in the United States, but she is Irish and Scottish, grew up in Ireland and Scotland, My, my like, 100% road dog who I love to death is a chick from the Ukraine, and it's like, I would have never expected these friendships because when I grew Mm -hmm. up back, in like, I think even you can kind of say, like, our high school was mixed, but everybody still hung out with, like, the Black kids kind of still all stuck together. Like, my class and your class were the first Black student body presidents. Like Rico Uh and Mandy were the first ones. And it was because like so many of us lived in Winslow and stuff like that, where it's like, now you got more (laughs) black kids voting. And so we were able to put that space. But when you grow up, especially in America, especially in the South, especially in a state like South Carolina, Alabama, Florida, Georgia, you get this mindset that you can't go other places or you can't do these things. And it becomes like a fear of being a minority in those spaces. And I feel like I'm so glad you said that because I feel like so many people are missing out on beautiful opportunities. Like, do they Uh look at me crazy sometimes here? Absolutely. We went to karaoke the other night and like they did not know how to take me at first like at first (laughs) they did not they was like what is she doing here like they couldn't figure it out they was you know all staring but by the end of the night like I had phone numbers we done followed each other on Instagram they hit me up the next day like I'm gonna click for you and it's like when you short yourself just because you're worried about being the minority, you miss out on so many beautiful experiences across this world.
1: Mhm, and I will say too, like the further north we got, yes, that we've been in these small small towns that we were like, mm, yes, but like you say, when you grew up in the south, i mean it's it's like. Are we surprised? There's not very much that's surprising. There's not much anybody who's a non minority can say that you're going to be like,
0: huh. right. <laughs>
1: it's, just, it's just not that, that's just not our lives as minority people. So, hey, I'm, I am always tell my husband, he laughs. And I say, I'm like 50 cents. I don't ever want a problem. But if you want a problem, I'm like, no problem.
0: Right. But
1: <laughs> other than that, I'm, I'm telling myself, you said to yourself, we're good. <laughs>
0: I love it. So, final notes. I know like this is the final bite of the fruit. So, for women that are out there, they're listening to this podcast, they're still kind of, they might be unsure of where to go next or finding that self, that sense of self while balancing it all. What is your final bite of the fruit for them? Your final words to just encourage or give hope? all the things right now.
1: If I had to give them one thing, it would really be to silence the noise because the thing that i found or find is that so many people don't trust themselves. They don't trust their intuition. Um, they let so many other outside influences, whether that's a spouse, um, a mother, Uh, a close friend get into their ear that they second guess themselves and they don't trust their own intuition. But if you know that you're not happy, the only person who is going to be responsible for you being happy is going to be you. So you have to do the work whatever the work is for you to find yourself so that you can be happy and live a life that's fulfilling because life is way too short for anything else.
0: I love it. So tell my tribe where they can find you outside of the garden. I want you to give them both too, because I feel like you touch two totally different audiences. Like, (laughs) I seriously go to you for two totally different vibes and feels. Like, I love following your adventures, but at the same time, I know when I need that uplifting word and such, Uh where to find you for that.
1: Okay, so for all of our family travel, we are on Instagram. It's at Wiley Coyotes. That's W-I-L-E-Y-K-O-Y-O-T-E-S. And to follow more like um badass woman mom stuff, just me independent woman, it's I is at I am Nia Wiley on Instagram. And that's I A-M N I A W I L E
0: Y awesome do you have a way they can connect to you you have an offer say they done said through this they done heard you talk, and they're like that needs to be my mindset coach how do they get in touch with you Uh,
1: if they come to my um i am neo wiley instagram page you can go to my links in bio and set up a discovery call Mm -hmm. and i will meet right
0: with you yes i want to thank you for your transparency it was so good like you guys i can see her you can't see her so it was like so good to see you hear you all the things and you guys know where to find me i'm at n underscore even underscore focus you can also follow at bite the underscore bite the apple underscore podcast on instagram And as always, if you ever want a discovery call, just hit the link in my bio or go to www.anevenfocus.com and I am here for all your business needs. So until next time, we're going to step out of the garden. See you guys next week.